This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And as a little sidebar, uh, the chef, uh, the, the sous chef, <laughs> yeah, the uh, keep yourself the at the sous show. chef. Yes, that that little uh, high voice that you hear in that little uh, intro—that's me. Yeah, I had some helium and uh, did that number for them, and it works out rather well. Well, good morning, Frank Proctor here, along with, of course, Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener, who uh, will be along in just. How are you this morning? I'm very well. How are you? I am. Well, I, as you can see, ready I'm, for summer. I'm ready for summer. I got my Bermuda shorts on yeah, and, and little uh, ankle socks. A little ankle socks. Cute little legs. The whole deal. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, let me give you the phone numbers for you to call in and talk to Charlie. Okay, four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's uh, in Toronto, and then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And let's go over a little mantra, okay? Oh, good idea. Call early, call often, one question per call. And please, if you are a first-time caller, let me know, and you will get the little bell that will... You get your wings on the garden show. Yeah. Now, as is our want, we usually go to Charlie right now for uh, Some, events coming up. That's right. Some... Uh, Cool things that are happening yeah. in and around the area. The Agent Court Garden Club is holding their monthly meeting this coming Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. The topic is Underground Rivers of Toronto yeah. in the Scarborough area. Presented by Helen Mills. They meet at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue. Of course, everyone is welcome. There's lots of free parking. More information for any of the Hort Society events, go to www.gardenontario.org. Now, I should have mentioned this probably a week or two ago. This is such a famous event. It happens at the Royal Botanical Gardens every year, right at this time of year. It's only on today and tomorrow. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, what? The Lilac Festival. Oh, Celebrate yeah. lilacs at the Royal Botanical Gardens. Like I say, on just today and tomorrow, it's all over after that. Lilacs are done. But, of course, they're still there. They just might not be well, blooming. Well, I heard you talking to Bob Shepard who had a question about his lilac bush. And you were saying that this is the biggest display of lilacs? This is the bi- yeah, big, biggest collection, collection of lilacs yeah. in the world. Over wow. 700 varieties of lilacs at the Royal Botanical Gardens. So check it out. I have, haven't been there in a couple of years, but I certainly have been there in the past. It's very pretty. Smells great, uh, obviously. They're open from 10 until 8 today and tomorrow. 
tomorrow. It's in the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the RBG, you go to the Arboretum and then you stroll the Lilac Walk. You can take a picnic and sit down at the bottom of the Lilac Dell and just relax and have a good time. So 680 Plains Road West in Burlington. All righty. All right. Garden tours, garden tours, garden tours. <laughs> it's that a time of, of them. year. Yes. Actually, hundreds of thousands. If you Google Ontario Garden Tours, you'd be amazed what's out there. But, uh, you know, big reminder, today and tomorrow, the Toronto Botanical Gardens walk through the gardens of Forest Hill and South Hill. 19 gorgeous gardens. You really do need both days. So if you can get out today and tomorrow, you might be able to actually see all the 19 gardens. Um, There's a shuttle bus that takes you from to all the gardens. There's master gardeners in every garden to answer questions. There's a printed guide. Um, Tickets, of course, are available on the web, torontobotanicalgarden.ca or at tour headquarters, Bishop Strong School. Okay. So today and tomorrow, and I will be going on that tour tomorrow, which means I will miss the Georgetown Hort Society tour, which is from 10 until, excuse me, 4 p.m., Georgetown is doing a Through the Garden Gate tour. Uh, rain or shine, of course. Tickets are only $10 and uh, enjoy. You can pick up tickets at Foodstuffs in Georgetown, uh, Hallmark uh, in, uh, again, Georgetown. And the, on the day of the tour, you can also purchase tickets at the 48 Queen Street location, which I guess is one of the gardens. So 48 Queen Street in Georgetown. Brule Gardens, well, actually, Brule Gardens and Riverside Drive, a very pretty part of Toronto. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know exactly where that is. It's no, kinda, I must have been to know. I think it's considered Etobicoke. It's, uh, it's very old, classic, beautiful big trees, lovely old homes, a lot of stonework. Mm. Um, Established. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Not that far from, you know, that sort of Royal York Road and oh, the yes, Kingsway. It's just a little bit there. north of there. So Brule Gardens and Riverside Drive. Tomorrow from 10 to 4, a self-guided walking tour with an exhibition of botanical art. So tickets are available on the day of the tour. To find out more, uh, just go to parkdaletorontohort.com. And then later, I'll tell no point maybe in rushing this unless you want to just put it on your calendar. Burlington is hosting a garden tour in support of Carpenter Hospice, and that's on Sunday, July 14th from 10 until 5, and I'll give you more details next week. Okay. Before we get to anything else, mm-hmm. uh, and we will get to our callers eventually, I promise, uh, I had an email from a gentleman, uh, Peter Kilistoff, mm-hmm. uh, who was asking mm-hmm. me, to how, to how do we get in touch with Charlie? There's an event that is going on up in the Caledon area, and well, you mentioned I, it on the air a couple of months ago. Yeah. So did you ever get in touch with this fellow? I did. Uh, what You helped me connect with him, and we tracked each other down via cell phones yesterday. And it's a very cute story because Peter uh, was remembering a, a guest on the show who had a beautiful big garden center and lovely gardens from a few months ago, and he wanted to go. Yeah. So once I figured out what he was talking about, I realized that the, this person he was referring to was a guest a full year ago. Her name is Lorraine Roberts, and just by incredible synchronicity, she's a guest again today. So Lorraine will be joining us uh, in about 20 minutes or so to give us an update on what's going on at Plant Paradise Country Gardens. How and, serendipitous is that? And I think Peter's probably listening right now. So well, good he's morning. going to learn even more about, <laughs> about the place he wants to go to. So I, I believe he'll be visiting uh, Lorraine this weekend. That's excellent, Charlie. Okay. 
The Garden Show underway here with uh, our good friend James Patrick Dooley holding forth in the production studio dead ahead of us, and he's the first voice you will hear when calling in. And uh, we'll be back to talk to Jane in Newmarket in just a moment here on AM740 Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a good morning from Franklin Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, as we uh, welcome Jane from Newmarket to the line. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. 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 Hey, Jane, it says that you're not a morning person here on our screen. Did you get up early? <laughs> no, I just won. I'm expecting calls this morning. Uh, I want oh. to get it over with. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay so what's going with. on okay. in your garden? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. So this mandevilla plant I bought last year, mm-hmm. I had it outside on the deck, and it bloomed all summer, mm-hmm. moved it in in the winter. I guess it's gonna. it's not going to bloom anymore, is it? Oh, it might. What does it look like now? Pardon? What does it look like now? A green vine, and it climbs up the walls, and I trim it a bit. Okay, that's a good idea. Are you going to put it back outside? No, it's not when it's green, no. No. Okay, so how is it in a really sunny location? It's in the south side, but it's not in the sun. It may get a tiny bit at the end of the day. Okay. Well, that's going to limit the blooming because you will find that if it gets into more sun or a brighter spot, you're more likely to get some blooms. The other two things you can do to force and, and encourage blooming... Do I would do more than just a little bit of pruning. I would do a fairly severe pruning. I would cut back at least a third of the plant. And so if the tendrils or the vining stems are 10 feet long... Take them back, you know, to six feet long. And also, if you haven't fertilized in the last month or two, definitely do give it a flowering plant fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And that, all those things combined, sun, fertilizer, and a severe pruning are likely to cause uh, flower buds to form. So I can keep it inside but put it right in front of the window? Uh, that, yep, yeah, Problem, you know, it's always better if you can go outside uh, just to get you. You know, our windows now have so much UV protection and, and things going on that the yeah. the light is good, but it's better outside. Oh, but uh, yeah, if you can, either way, the brighter spot, the best. Okay. All right. All right. Jane, now you can get Thank on with you. the rest of your day. You got that over with. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Thanks. Jane. Are you a first time caller? No, not, yeah, this year I am. Uh, oh, this year? But, We're going to give you an honorary little bell. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, and thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. I see uh, Pat is on the line from mm, Grafton. Let's I welcome her to the show. recognize Pat. Hello, Pat. Name? Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about my cherry tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember... but. I think two years ago when we had uh, the March, spring, and then the freeze, Mm -hmm. I transplanted two mature cherry trees. I do vaguely remember something. Yeah. Well, they did survive. Good. Um, The larger one is surviving, but I can't say it's thriving, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. The smaller one, the sour cherry tree, bloomed beautifully this year, was doing what it was supposed to do, and then all of a sudden those... uh, uh, new leaves and and the makings of cherries just turned brown and died. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. 
So right now the whole tree has no green on it at all. Well, no, there's some green. Oh, okay. There, there are green leaves there, but that that there are parts of it that the the blossom. Well, the blossoms were gone, but the the leftovers from the blossoms mm-hmm. that would eventually make the cherries. Right. They just turned brown, and they're just hanging there, brown. Now I'm just wondering. <clears throat> Okay, sour cherries are pretty tough plants, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, we did have just like last year, we had a severe uh, hard frost when many of the fruit trees were blooming, which obviously really impacted the fruit last year. This year, we had some minor frosts. Could it have? Could it be that the, there was a frost that hit the plant just when it was super susceptible? I don't think so because it bloomed late, later than yeah. than most of the other cherry trees that I had seen. Well, that's one of the things that we love about the sour cherries is they're less susceptible to the problem because they are a later blooming uh, plant. Have you sprayed that plant with any kind of dormant spray or anything? Yes, we along? did the dormant spray okay. first thing when weather permitting, you know, before the buds came out and everything. Yeah. Okay, good. So you did that this year? Yeah. Oh, hmm. Hmm. And but it was transplanted last year. Two years. Two, oh, yeah, so two years ago. And it's got a little bit of green, but nothing, nothing, not thriving. No, it, it was thriving until all of a sudden they just turned brown and they're just hanging there. Everything dropped. There are some parts of the tree that have small cherries on them. Okay. So uh, you know what, Pat? Leave this with me. I'm going to, before I give you any advice, I want to just uh, look into what I think is going on there. It's probably going to be appropriate to go, like the tree is not huge, so you can really kind of go look at it closely. If any of the those areas where there was the defoliation has actually wizened up and died, where the little branches or stems have actually turned brown, uh, it's likely that you're going to be doing some pruning to clean that up, but not necessarily. So leave that with me. I'm going to report back, if not today, then first thing next week. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you Pat. And uh, thank you for joining us here at AM 740. Um, I have to take just a little bit of a break here. And as we do, thinking about all the people who are going to be very busy in the gardens, you got to keep yourself in really good shape. Well, Charlie has some wonderful advice on just how to do that. Well, at least it's good advice on how to stay pain-free, assuming you're wanting to stay active because, you know... Use it or lose it, right, when it comes to (laughs) any of our body parts. So, we, you know, that's one of the things that Frank and I, you know, Frank, the kickboxer. Use it or lose it, any of our body parts. All right, I'll (laughs) remember that. That's why we call it the garden show. (laughs) 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 I, um, yes, spent many hours working in somebody else's garden yesterday. And uh, in order to do that and still be in here first thing in the morning, bright and chipper and not whining, I take my (laughs) Sierra Sill. So Sierra Sill is for boomers who want the freedom to maintain their favorite activities with reduced aches and stiffness. We're talking a completely natural mineral supplement, Sierra Sill. More information, go to their website, sierrasill.ca. Give them a call, one 877 joint 14 or pick up Sierra Sill at many local health food stores and drug stores, like, for example, Heart Lake IDA Drugs on Sandalwood Parkway East in Brampton. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. You know, Charlie, we take quite a tour when you take a look at the pattern mm-hmm. of phone calls. Let's uh, now take a look at uh, the area of Brampton, where uh, resides Mary. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, my Christmas amaryllis mm-hmm. is just finished blooming again for the second time. Oh, wow, that's great. I'm telling you, I got two blooms that came up, two stalks with four bloom each. Excellent. Really, really nice. What do I do? to put it to sleep so it'll bloom when it's supposed to. (laughs) I like your attitude. You know, remember you are the master of your plants. No, this one told me. I can tell. It's it's telling you what it wants, when it wants it. So it is a bulb plant. It has just finished blooming. You must allow the leaves that have either emerged or will emerge shortly to uh, fatten the bulb up again. To mature, yeah. In order to bloom again. Yeah, because the, the, the original leaves that came out have yellowed. Mm-hmm. One of them I cut out because it was just flopping over. Yep. But they will continue to issue more. More. That's right. More leaves will emerge. And so that you, what you're going to have to do is allow it a sunny location, whether it's inside your home or outside in the garden. Mm-hmm. If it's outside, it wouldn't be necessarily right and bright sun all day. It could kind of be half day sun and half day shade. If it's outside, otherwise I'd keep it in a very bright spot inside and allow the leaves to emerge and grow. That's a process that you're going to have to allow to happen for a number of months. Personally, so. I'd go right through till about August. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, because it's inside my house, by right. the window. Yeah, so it's going to be a green plant till, say, August. Then, if it's just perking along, being a big, fat, green plant, you stop watering, and you just let those leaves shrivel up and turn yellow uh, because you're not watering it anymore. And that's going to force it into dormancy. At that point, when you stop watering, you can just tuck it away. It doesn't have to be a cool location, but it should go somewhere dark. I had it in my garage. Uh, yeah, garages can be hot in the summer, though. But look, I mean, but look how beautiful it turned out. I know, there you go. Yeah. So, um, so absolutely, whatever works, right? Dark, just it's the no water and no light okay. forces it to be dormant. And then you leave it uh, at least eight to ten weeks when you bring it out from its dark, dry situation and start watering it and giving it some light, it will start to grow and it should grow with flowers at that point. Should I repot it into fresh soil? Because this is the same soil that's, that's bloomed twice. Not necessarily. Oh. Uh, the amaryllis like to be what, what looks very pot-bound. You want the, the bulb to be taking up three-quarters or more of the volume of the pot. Which, has, which it looks like the bulb, the bulb has increased mm-hmm. bigger than it originally was a year Which ago. is fine. It's only when the bulb is hitting the walls of the pot that I would start thinking okay. about uh, potting, repotting. All right, so just let it go. Let it make lots of new leaves. Yeah. When it goes dormant, stop rotting it, put it back in the garage and take it out. Uh, That's uh, right, and force it to go dormant if necessary in order to start yeah. the process to have it flowering for Christmas. I mean, it's crazy. They took it out of the garage, watered it, and said, oh, look at this. And I mean, my sisters were both pretty, pretty impressed. <laughs> I bet. Good okay, for you. Thanks for the advice. All right, thanks for your call. Thank you, Mary, from uh, Brampton here on the Garden Show, live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. I'm Frank Proctor.
the uh, sous chef of the garden. And, you know, I'm l- looking at the uh, time here. Uh, I don't want to cheat uh, the time away from our next caller, but we have a special guest that maybe we can get to uh, right now because it is 928 it um, is. And do you know who our special guest is? Well, you mentioned right off the top yeah. of the show that uh, she was here about a year ago. That's right. So Lorraine Roberts, her and her husband run a lovely location up in Caledon called Plant Paradise Country Gardens. It is a growing operation. So they grow and sell plants, many specialty plants that Lorraine's going to tell us a bit about. But also they have some very pretty show gardens. And one of the reasons that Lorraine is joining us now and was with us last year is they have a an event because Lorraine is a huge delphinium grower. They used to call it Delphinium Day, and I believe this is their sixth annual, but it's been such a popular event, they're now turning it into a two-day event. So it's the Delphinium Festival, I think, that it's now called. Well, we can check that for That's sure. That's right. Are you there, Lorraine? Hi. Good morning. Good How morning. are you? And you remember Frank? I do. Hi, Frank. Hi, Hi Lorraine. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, so I was just telling Frank that we're, the, the Delphinium Day was so popular, it's now Delphinium Days. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's a Delphinium Festival, mm-hmm. and there's free admission, except for the gardening seminars. Right. Uh, there's four, two mm-hmm. each day. And we're so glad to welcome you back on Saturday. Yeah, you're going to be there on Saturday at noon presenting a question and answer session, Great Gardening Tips. Yeah. So we look forward to having you back. Uh, I look forward to coming back because yeah. I hear you've made some changes to, to the setup. Wait, let's tell everybody what the dates, okay. just uh, in case they've got their calendars out. Sure. So it's Saturday, July the 6th. 6th. And yeah. Sunday, obviously, the 7th. That's right. At your location in Caledon. And, of course, again, if people have their pencils out, the best way to find where you are is your website, plantparadise.ca. Correct. All right. And all the information is in full detail is on online. Yep. But it is uh, each day. It's nine to five mm-hmm. each day. Okay. And so last year when I was there, the the day was arranged around, as you said, there was a couple of seminars. You had a catered lunch. People paid an admission to be there. There was a, some touring of the property. But this year you're changing it up a bit. You're we not going to have it quite organized the same. We are. We're adding adding to the exciting lineup of horticultural speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also an art in the garden show. Mm-hmm. And we have artists as far away as Windsor participating, so there's booths set up. Nice. And then we do have a, a lunch and food purchase can be purchased throughout the day with a barbecue mm-hmm. set up at our Pergola Cafe, so there'll be lunch all, all day. Right, so people and can either bring their own food. lunch or buy, right? They Pardon? Could, they could bring their own picnic if they, they wanted. Can. They can, definitely. Or buy what or you've buy, got there. Yeah. Excellent. And um, I'm also doing a, a guided... Talk and tour this year of the, with a wireless microphone of all the gardens. Nice. And, it, and the times are all online, too, on our website. And mm-hmm. we also have a free jazz concert on Sunday. Oh, great. With nice. a, a, a great singer, a local singer, and a guitarist accompanying her. Nice. Yeah. Now, I was pretty impressed with some of the gardens that you had in gorgeous bloom last year in July. And I know you had it started up some, some newer gardens last year. So I think that that's something that you've been expanding in some of your show gardens. Definitely, yeah. It's always a, a thrill to add on to the gardens. And mm-hmm. because we are growers here, we trial and test new plants all the time in the gardens. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so thrilled with uh, different cultivars that, like verbascum, summer sorbet, mm-hmm. and it's now been blooming in the gardens now for a couple of weeks. Last year, when I planted it, it bloomed all summer long. 
It's just a, such a beautiful cultivar. And that's so amazing because how many you know gardeners are so frustrated? They when they love the idea of perennials, but they don't love the idea of short little bits of bloom. You know, a week or two weeks of bloom, and then they're done. That's right. It's so, really hard to get that continuous bloom. That's right. So that you've had some great success then with this verbascum summer sorbet. Yeah. And Lorraine, it sounds like you've got a pretty large uh, prop piece of property there. How mm-hmm. how large is they get? It's actually twenty four acres. Wow. It's yeah. a managed forest. And that was one of the first things we did on the property was develop the trails. And we've got an acre pond, and there's uh, Centerville Creek is the back of the property, which is a tributary of the Humber River. Mm-hmm. But most of the areas that are, it's such a big area that the gardens are really the ones that people are more apt to go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a beautiful place to tour. It, it's very pretty. So, um, so a bunch of new cultivars. And you mentioned to me that some of the new cultivars you've had some real sort of you're excited about are perennials that are seem to be staying a little smaller yes. and not taking over That's right. for yeah. those of us that don't have 24 acres and don't want <laughs> monster plants. Well, I have the big ones and the small ones. Yeah, uh, I bet. Uh, but uh, definitely people looking for smaller perennials. Mm-hmm. I've found some really great ones, like a beautiful new salvia called... Sensation Sky Blue. It only grows 10 inches high. That's a wonderful, beautiful, long-blooming one. Another one that actually we trialed in our gardens last year was Veronica Giles Van Hess. Mm -hmm. It only grows 6 inches high, and when we trialed it last year, it performed all summer long. That's great. So, yeah, and beautiful blue, sharp blue, and really nice texture form. Yes. Unlike so many, I mean, look, Frank, because he doesn't know what Veronica looks like, so many flowers in the garden are round, right? Yeah, a lot of them are blue, but actually this one is a, a dark pink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, a little different. But and it's that narrow, vertical uh, form, if you will, that just, it's a really nice contrast to so is. many other plants. But this one only grows six inches high, cool. so it's pretty pretty tight mound. Yeah, mound, mound. right at the front of the border, I would yeah, think. Yeah, definitely right <laughs> at the front. So then, you'll... Then these... there's a great Napita, mm-hmm. a little Trudy, uh, we've trialed too, and it blooms all summer. It's nice and compact, only 12 inches and we talked about Nupitas there, and uh, definitely there's the big ones that yeah. overtake your garden, but That's this right. one's nice and compact. Well, and Nupita, Frank, and for our listeners, is a is the proper name for something that's commonly called cat mint. So it's a grayish, usually grayish foliage, mm-hmm. typically blue flowers. Um, the one that, remember I told you my cat was actually weeding oh, my garden? That's right, yeah. <laughs> With some of the, the real cat nip that she, you know, he loves so much. But uh, he doesn't pay much attention to the napitas I've got on my property. Yeah. So, okay, when people come, you have these things obviously growing in your show gardens. They're right. labeled, or at least they can participate in the tour, and you're going to show everybody. Yes. And then some of these plants are, are for sale. Well, actually, all of them are for sale. We have a huge nursery. Uh, we grow thousands of perennials every year. So all of them are in the nurse in the garden center part uh, where they can purchase the different plants. Unless we sold out, of course. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, you just grow so many and right. you don't know what one's popular one year to yeah, the next. Yeah. That's but, great. Uh, definitely. And I, it'd be great to, um, as I say, two of the workshops we're doing for the Delphinium Festival are going to charity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm doing a workshop called Delphinium Companions in the Perennial Border. Mm-hmm. That's always a, a one that's a great one because it's, what, what do you plant with this plant, right? Right, exactly. And now, then, do you have to reserve pardon? tickets for this? Do you have to reserve tickets at yes, all? you do per- purchase them online mm-hmm. and register online for those. And those two, were, uh, those two Saturday workshops go to Share Agriculture Foundation. Mm-hmm. 
and also Dare Arts, a local uh, charity for uh, helping kids at risk participate oh. in the arts. Cool. And then Saturday's workshops are uh, Art of Photographing Flowers and Gardens, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday, sorry, Sunday's workshops, and Floor Arranging with Trish Simons. Right, okay. And so limited enrollment on these, and it, yes. I believe they're $25 each. They are. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. So people, again, that's plantparadise.ca. Um, now, just quickly, a couple other neat new things you were telling me about. Sure. You've got some new fertilizer you're excited about, a new organic. I am uh, just thrilled with this one. Yeah. It's an, an organic fertilizer with an NPK of 444 mm-hmm. that is mineral-based. Mm-hmm. And we have already seen a very big impact on our plants because we grow a lot of vegetables here for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, our garlic beds were fed with this product. It's, it's a great product. And it's, it's got so many beneficial uh, minerals like glac- glacial rock dust, mm-hmm. green sand, to just to name a few. It's quite, and it's so easy to use. You just apply it. It's a granular base, so you apply it and it's slow release. Yeah, so it's like feeding the chickens, right? It's That's the, right. I love that kind of Cast, just yeah, casting. Yeah, out yeah, there. exactly. Get make sure you're not over or under fertilizing, but easy to apply, which is always That's right. a bonus. Easy to apply, and then it doesn't also attract animals. So mm-hmm. a lot of these organic fertilizers we've trialed and tested yeah. them, and uh, a lot of them have like our liquid, and they have fish emulsion stuff like, which is great for the garden. But it does attract, like sometimes attracts raccoons and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that. No, not at all. Okay, so that's good. And and one other thing was some art, kinetic yes. art. Yes, we've actually gotten in some beautiful solid copper and brass weather vanes, and they're on display. Everything we have is on display in our gardens and on our uh, sales pavilion, which is solar powered. Mm-hmm. But we have these unique kinetic art that actually brings movement to the garden. Uh, they're tall or different heights. There's some four-footers, there's some six-footers, and they all have different shapes, like flower shapes, and they actually turn and spin in the breeze, like mm-hmm. a whirly gig. Yeah, yeah. With different colors, and they don't rust. Yeah, they're cool. Actually, they're powder-coated, different mm-hmm. colors, you know, from browns and golds to, to mm-hmm. you know, like Brights. the, the uh, aged copper right. colors, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. So I love it's weather It's a beautiful vans. look in yeah. the garden, because they just they blow in the wind. Even in the winter, we've uh, mm-hmm. had one in our garden in the winter, and it's just great to see something in the garden. That's you know, right. Even in the snow. Perfect. Well, I look forward to seeing all this new stuff. Yeah. The, the, so look, looking forward to also. All right. Oh, so great fun. Saturday, July sixth and seventh are the special is the special Dauphinium Festival. But you are open otherwise. People yes. don't have to wait until those dates to we come see you. We are actually only open Wednesday to Sunday. Okay. Nine to five. We are closed Mondays and Tuesdays. All right. So check the website and uh, yeah and. And there's lots of information Register also online. online for, Maybe we'll for get that website one more mention. Plantparadise.ca. And I hope our friend Peter finds you. We were talking about yeah. <laughs> one of our fans. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine, take care. See you in a couple weeks. Great. Bye-bye. Okay, bye, bye now. I, I had a chuckle of myself when uh, Lorraine was mentioning uh, the weather vanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, many moons ago, I, uh, we used to own a cottage mm-hmm. uh, along the Trent Severn system. And uh, on top of the cottage was a weather vane that we had picked up s- somewhere along the way. And Di gave it a special name. 
Dicky Withers, <laughs> in honor of a young, <laughs> a young man that she knew when she was in public school, mm. and he thought, you know, he was the boyfriend, and <laughs> she always wondered why her mom and dad would just kill themselves laughing whenever he'd come over. Oh, here comes Dicky Withers. Withers. So there. <laughs> I hope she's I hope listening this morning. I hope he's he's not listening. Oh my God! Uh, I never thought about that. <laughs> Uh, oh, lawsuit time. <clears throat> no, no, no. No, no, no. Of course not. But uh, that just made me trying to chuckle, I remember. <laughs> Kinetic art. Kinetic art. There, there you are. Go. All right. Well, um, so it's interesting. Lorraine was talking about mineral, that mineral-based fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that kind of segues nicely into a mineral-based supplement that, that comes you from and the Sierra I Mountains. both take. Mm-hmm. It's all about the minerals, right? That, like, in terms of plants, minerals are very required by plants in tiny, tiny quantities. They're called micronutrients. And a lot of times soil becomes sterile uh, or, for, you know, just the depleted of its mm-hmm. minerals. And I think that's why that fertilizer is so effective is because it's suddenly pumping a bunch of minerals into soil that, you know, these plants haven't seen those minerals in a long time. And uh, I think that Sierra Sil is kind of works on that same basis, that it's very, very fine minerals from very natural uh, sources that somehow <laughs> grease the joints, make them, make them work a little better, make them be pain-free. And that's important for those of us that want to stay active. Nice thing to know, too. It's a Canadian company based in mm-hmm. Vancouver. That's right. So uh, anybody who wants to learn more about Sierra Sill, call them, one eight seven seven joint 14 Check them on the web, sierrasill.ca, or pick up Sierra Sill at Hooper's Pharmacy in Brampton. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor here. Uh, I always uh, am amazed at how patient gardeners are. This is certainly the case with Diane, who's been hanging on that line from Burlington for a little bit now. Well, away we go. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Frank. I finally got through. Good for you. <laughs> it's taken me four weeks, and I've been on the line since five after nine. Oh, no oh my goodness. Well, thank you for waiting. Sorry to keep you waiting. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, and, Frank, uh, since I couldn't get through, I want to <laughs> wish you a very belated happy birthday. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Charlie, yes. what I wanted to talk about was my moss orchid. Mm-hmm. I have taken your advice. I've, I've been very persistent. It's taken me two years. It's bloomed. Excellent. I've got two huge blooms, and of course, four weeks ago, it had just, it had two buds on it, but now those are in bloom as well. So I've got four big blooms on it. Gorgeous. And my question is, do I continue on for another two years to see if it'll bloom again, or <laughs> is this it? Oh no! You sh- uh, the care that you have currently undertaken, I think, is important to carry on with and uh, anticipate long-lasting blooms, which is what uh, Mar- yeah, they last forever. That's right. So, uh, and uh, you know, don't, uh, hopefully, it won't be two years. Hopefully, because sometimes some orchids, it's like African violets; they'll just bloom constantly. Uh, you know, the flowers last a long time, and by the time it's finished, more buds are forming. So you never know; you might have just found the secret to success. Yeah, this is on a on a completely new stock it put out. Nice. Good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, can I use Miracle Grow on this? Have you used any fertilizer on it? No. At all, nothing at all. Nothing. Uh yes, because remember to when when a plant is flowering, it tells you it's actively growing. And so it can use 
some support and some stimulation like fertilizer. So absolutely, yes. But of course, as per package directions. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Excellent, Diane. Thanks for your call and congratulations. Thank you again for being so patient and waiting for us. (laughs) Okay. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Angela from Brampton's on the line. Charlie, good morning, Angela. Oh, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. And happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, we're stretching this out. He's, yeah, he's really <laughs> taking that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I wanted to know is I have peonies, and all the leaves are turned. They have white on it like a fungus. I don't know. Some are green, and there are some that are covered in this white, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, moss or whatever. Well, yeah, there's a, there is a powdery mildew, but it's probably... Um, Botrytis, B-O-T-R-Y-T-I-S, Botrytis. Um, So the problem with Botrytis is that, yeah, it causes the collapse. Are there any buds forming on your peony? Oh, yeah. And are they fattening up? Do they look good? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's all good. Is the peony in a sunny location? Yes. And uh, is it something where... um, it's gotten shadier over the years, like a tree has grown or something's Not changed. really. Hmm. No, I don't really have, I'm in a new development, I don't really have many trees. Oh, okay. So there's really no shade on this plant at all. Um, maybe just one of them have a little bit of shade. Well, keep in mind that this particular season that we are experiencing so far is just uh, ripe with diseases. Oh. High humidity. All this moisture in the air is the perfect condition for fungal diseases. Cool temperatures often also causes problems because it's slowing down the growth of the plants. The plants Ah. are sort of hunkering down, waiting for it to get warm. Mm -hmm. And so you've got these poor little plants hunkered down in all this humidity and all this rain. And their their leaves are still very soft. They haven't hardened off, if you will, which they, they will do as the weather dries. And that means, again, that the surface of the leaves is very, very susceptible to diseases. So um, I wouldn't it, – it's unsightly. So you could look at spraying a garden fungicide. And what you will find in your local garden center would be um, a sulfur-based spray. There's something out there called Serenade. And serenade. Pardon, what was that? Serenade. Serenade. Yep, that is a, f- a fungicide, uh, or just it'll be garden sulfur fungicide. Either way, it's going to be a spray bottle that you're going to take home. You're going to read the instructions, and what you'll do is you're going to try and um, limit the spread of the the powdery. I believe it's powdery mildew you've got going on there. And uh, so you just want to limit the spread. You're not going to cure it. You can't cure funguses, but or fungi, but you can certainly uh, limit their spread. Okay. Okay. And once we get some sun and we get some warm weather, you'll find that the plant will outgrow, like new leaves will form. And uh-huh. you can at any point remove the diseased leaves and remove them from the property. Don't keep them and compost them. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Thank you so much. Good point, Joel. So I can't just use a, a regular soap uh, insecticide spray? No, because it's not an insect. And soap actually feeds fun- fungus, so you don't want to use soap at all. You want to use a fungicide. And like okay. I say, that will be sulfur-based. Sulfur-based, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us on The Garden Show, Angela. That, that's welcome. a I love it. Thank okay. you. <laughs> and uh, That brings up a good point. Sorry, mm. I'm just going to interrupt you. It, when we talk about pests in the garden, yeah. um, it's interesting. Like, you've got to differentiate between the kinds of pests. Insects can be pests, not necessarily, yeah. obviously. Diseases are pests. 
can be pests and weeds can be pests. So you sort of got these three areas of things that we consider pests in our garden, but no one cure is going to work for all three. You know, if a weed is a problem and you want to eliminate it with the use of a spray, uh, you're not going to use uh, an insecticide or a fungicide. You're going to use a herbicide. So it's just really important that when you have a fungus, you look for a fungicide. There you are. You are some fun guy. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah me. that's me. <laughs> oh, you're the you're the fun, I'm the guy, fun guy here. I'm the fun guy. I'm the fun gal. Well, now Roy in Barry, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Hi. Good morning. Uh, for Mother's Day, I went out and I was looking around, didn't know what to buy. So I saw this beautiful hibiscus, mm-hmm. four and a half, four, four and a half feet, and it's in an eight-inch pot. Mm-hmm. Everything looked good. The pot seemed dry, and, and I brought it home, watered it and everything. Beautiful blooms on it, and the second, those bloom went off. The second set came on. Everything looked good. And then no more blooms, and then the leaves started to take over. They started to get yellow. Mm-hmm. And I repotted it into a, from an eight inch to a twelve inch pot. Okay, uh, with cut about a third of the roots away, mm-hmm. shake them up a bit, mm-hmm. mix it up real good. Potting soil. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. And uh, it's, it's not doing anything. It's. Is it outside or inside? It's inside. It's inside. Is it in a full sun location? Yes. That's good. Uh, okay. So when you bought it, did it have a lot of buds on it or just a few? A lot of buds. So some of them dropped? Um, uh, I'd say Were about they, um, after the first bloom went off, I'd say maybe about about half a dozen of the buds dropped before they open up. Mm. But everything looked good. The second mm. set came out, opened up beautifully, but they were smaller. Yeah. I don't know if that's traditional with this plant. I no. don't know anything about it. No, hibiscus is very tough and vigorous and typically should be blooming and growing and happily uh, performing for you. I would suggest one of two things. One is get out your magnifying glass and start and do a really good close study on the plant. Look at the underside of the leaves, particularly the ones that are yellowing. Look in the crotches between the leaves and the stems for any kind of webbing. Look for any unusual um, presence. Hibiscus are quite a sweet tasting plant and do attract some insects. So it is possible that that plant was infested with some insects and you just didn't see them when you bought it. And now, you know, it's declining as a result. The other thing is save yourself all that trouble. If you bought the plant from a reputable uh, builder, reputable, (laughs) uh, you know what I'm saying, garden center, take it back. Perhaps it was guaranteed. Okay. Um, one of the things I didn't mention is that on the, um, from the pot up to where the branches started, it was all green. And the top of the soil, well, what was supposed to be the soil was kind of greenish. My wife cleaned that up mm-hmm. just before I uh, repotted it. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, green as in green leaves or green as in a green, green moss? Green, like it's like, like, it's like um, algae. Well, like it was sitting in the pot for, for a period of time and that green, I don't know what you call it. Fungus? I don't mean Yeah, fungus. like just on the surface. Yes. So um, the removing from the soil is not a problem. On the stem, w- w- just wiped it with a damp cloth, you mean? Or? She did that, yes. Yeah. Clean it all up. But sh- didn't she didn't... Didn't the, um, the, the bark or anything. Just clean it off. Yeah, and just with water or soap yes. and water. Yeah, that shouldn't do any cause any problems. Yeah. Remember that all these tropical plants that are here, we buy now at this time of year from all our different uh, garden centers and, and uh, places we shop, they have all come from Florida. 
pretty well. So these plants are grown like on farms, literally, you know, acres and acres and acres of farms outside. And certainly they are outside through the the winter and the monsoon rains and tornadoes and whatever's going on. And then they're shipped up on trucks. It can be a little hard on the plants to be on a truck for three or four or five days in the dark. So if the plants come directly off the truck and into the store and you buy them and take them home, they sometimes are suffering a little bit of shock. If the garden center is the kind of garden center that knows this problem exists, they will hold those plants on site in Ontario for a minimum of two to four weeks before they sell them to help acclimatize the plants from that shocking truck drive. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? It just kind of depends. So that's the advantage of dealing with a reputable Yeah, just uh, kind of where you bought it and how they treated it before you, before you took it home. Okay. Um, I would be inclined, if it's really not looking good and it, everything you've done sounds like you've done the right thing, would be to take it back. All righty. Okay. I want to hear that bell, Frank. Uh, well, oh, are you a first-time caller? <laughs> well, Roy, here we go. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Roy. Okay, thanks. Have a good I one. I guess the only thing I didn't do was to buy the green paint for my thumb because I'm no gardener. But. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, no, hibiscus are tough. I th- you, I, to my ear, you've done the right thing. I think that that plant might be having some issues that you have no control of. All righty. Okay. Thank you very much. Love your show. Thank, Thank you, so you Royce. Okay. All the best. Thanks and we have another uh, first-time caller waiting by from oh, Port Dover. Okay. We'll get to in just a moment here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dubbin. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Whenever you hear that, you know another first-time caller has arrived. Hey, Brenda from Port Dover, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Charlie and Frank. How are you? Good morning. Great. Good. For the first time in my life, I have crabgrass, and I've been out there diligently pulling it up. Excellent. Is there anything else I can do? No, the pulling it up now, the soil is nice and moist, perfect time to be weeding. And, of course, all of our weeds are super happy with all this moisture. And uh, I think uh, many of us have got that scheduled for the weekend to get out and pull some weeds. The crabgrass, if you can pull it now, it's very easy to pull it up. It's very shallow-rooted. I would do so. Um, There is the only – I mean, unless it's in isolated patches, you can use – uh, a non-selective herbicide, which will kill anything it sprays to kill the crabgrass. If it's just a patch of crabgrass, then why not? These are um, acetic acid or vinegar-based sprays that will quite effectively kill the very young crabgrass that is growing there or pull it. But you, either way, you want to get it out of your garden and off your property because by August, each plant can produce up to 60,000 seeds. Yikes. Uh, so what do I do next year? Is there anything I can put down? Early in the spring, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're planning on fertilizing the lawn, there is a fertilizer that's recommended for spring fertilizing made by Scott's. It's the red bag, and it says right on it, with corn gluten. And corn gluten is a natural byproduct of the corn industry that uh, actually inhibits the germination of any seeds whatsoever, including crabgrass seeds. So it won't kill the existing crabgrass. It will just no. prevent new crabgrass from reseeding. It will just prevent any seeds from growing. Oh, 
or germinating. Okay. So in the spring, see that's crabgrass is an annual plant. So the crabgrass you have growing in your garden right now is going to do its entire life cycle in the next three months and then die in the frost. Oh. So it's one plant with 60,000 seeds that seeds disperse in the fall. And then in the spring, those little seeds start to grow. Okay. And that's what's happened. Somebody in your neighborhood had some crabgrass go to seed and some of it blew onto your property. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us, Brenda. And Frank, if you'd be kind enough to ring that bell, that would make my day. Well, here we go, my love. (laughs) Thank you very much. There you go. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Thank you. And I don't know whether we have time uh, remaining on the show, do we, uh, Charlie? Oh, if we're fast, I think we can do it. Because it's time for another first-time caller, Linda in Oakwood. Good morning. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. Morning. uh, I'll make it quick. It's a blue spruce that has been planted in blue clay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems to be pot-bound. We didn't know the property had blue clay on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not growing in height. When it's coming about every spring, it does show new growth on it, but Mm -hmm. there's no height to it. So it's just getting wider. Pardon? It's just getting wider, not taller. Exactly. Does it have a terminal leader? Uh, yes, it does. A single stem? Okay. Okay. Now, I've planted 46 of them with my husband, and this is the problem we're having. Now, the question to you is, if we dig them up again, mm-hmm. make the uh, earth, uh, mm-hmm. dig a hole with it, um, uh, an auger, make it wider, and put fresh uh, topsoil and that down in there to get beyond the blue clay, mm-hmm. because this is a new property, <clears throat> mm-hmm. would that help? When did you plant them? Uh, four years ago. <laughs> and are these just regular blue spruce? They're not a special cultivar of any kind? No, they're just regular, Charlie. Blue spruce. 46 of them. And every single one of them, you're seeing this width but no height. That's right. This is a great question. You know what? Can you leave this question with me? And I'm going to see what I can find out is your best uh, way to go and report back next week. Oh, that would be just perfect because okay. my husband and I listen to you guys all the time. Okay. Well, that perfect. is great. Thank you. I will do that because I think that that's a very big question and I want to make sure I give you the right answer. Okay, great. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Linda. Linda. Okay, thank you. You too. Have a super weekend. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Same to you too. Thank you. Okay, Charlie, you wanted to get a little note or two on the air here before well, we. Uh, I just want to mention that if you want to get a hold of me, uh, besides obviously calling, mm. because we love the callers, couldn't do the show without the great callers. <clears throat> I do have an email address here, C for Charlie dot Dobbin. So C dot D O B B I N at. M Z Media. That's one word. M Z Media. Dot com. Very simple. Yep. C dot Dobbin at M Z Media. Dot com. So send email if you uh, have a, a question that you would like me to try and address. And remember, you can always follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Charlie Dobbin. That's one word. Charlie Dobbin. And I have. Over 100 followers now. You are such a withered gal. Considering I had one follower in March, and now it's only, what is it, June? I, that's a lot. Of, I, I'll get James Patrick Dooley to give you a little tweet. I think tweet. he needs to follow me. We're, yeah. I think we're friends on LinkedIn, actually, is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been fun this morning, Charlie. It has. Thank you, Frank. Couldn't do it without you Dave's or Corner Garage on the way. You guys are great. And, of course, yep, there they are, getting ready, revving those engines. So off to the garden, and uh, thanks again, Frank. We will see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. 
the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.